Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. Right <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlin. Hello and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. Dwayne England, Tommy Donlin. Uh, physically, we're here. Man. Emotionally, we're here. Last week was touch and go. <laughs> For me. For me. We try to make see if we can get through tonight with our voices intact yeah. and get through this entire uh, onslaught of information. Once again, here in studio, coming at you uh, to cover this evening here at Fish on Northwest. Welcome to the show, everybody tuning in. And if you are tuning in for the very first time here on Root Sports, uh, first of all, thank you. Take some time, if you would, jump on over to our webpage, www.fishhuntnw.com. There, you're going to find some coupons that you need to take advantage of. Edge Rods, uh, all Edge Rods, 20% off with the coupon code at checkout, FHN20. Uh, if the rods are not already reduced or they find themselves within another special and Tommy lots of folks are buying those rods and saving a ton of money so check out edge rods and again FHN 20 at checkout of course Phelps game calls fish hunt NW10 at checkout for 10% off all Phelps calls for the entire year mm-hmm. as we work our way through the season so um, yeah we're back after an extremely busy week mm-hmm. sportsman show Washington sportsman show you at the boat show the boat show and uh, gosh, you know, battling the elements this time of year and the germs and all that that's going on. Uh, yes, you know, indeed. You're on the rebound. My voice still is not 100%. And here we got to head down to Portland. After that's the right. Weekend. No breaks. No breaks, but yep. you know, it's well worth it, right? The interaction yep. with the people. Um, you know, I tip my cat to get cat. I don't have a cat. Our cap <laughs> to the folks that are following us, Tommy. And, uh, you know, just embracing our content and uh, oh. also patronizing our. Our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Edge Rods thing is blowing up, folks. You guys are taking advantage of what we bring you, and you are enjoying fishing the very best rods in the Northwest. Yeah, without a doubt. And it shows. At the at the Sportsman Show, they're just coming in, and they come back over to the booth to blame me. It's like, I blame you. Yeah. I just dropped 500 <laughs> on a you know, handful of rods here, and I blame you. And I'm yep. like, perfect, blame me all day long. Yep. And, of course, over at uh, Defiance Marine with the Allied Series, yep. the Defiance Series. The new 26-foot Defiance. Oh, you, yep. I'm going to go walked, see that tomorrow. Walked on that today, man. Yep. It's beautiful. I'm going to go see that tomorrow at the yeah. boat show. Uh, people are raving about it. And, of course, yep. the 21-foot uh, Allied, the Mustang, hard mm-hmm. top. Boy, those are walking out the door, man. That's right. And, they're, again, people are coming to the booth and pointing their finger at me. That's right. 
You only live once. You got to buy the boat. Got to buy the boat. That's all there is to it. You're going to find that out uh, the easy way. But uh, yeah, lots going on with these shows. It continues here through the weekend. I'll be up there tomorrow and um, at the boat show. And then we pack up and head south for this whole next week. Down there to Portland. Yep, and that's not the only thing going on. We got some more clam digs more clam coming digs. up. Um, uh, I gave it a try with the family the first time ever here a couple <laughs> weeks ago. During the monsoon. And, uh, yeah. I will say you got to check the weather first. Uh-huh. You got to check the weather. Good it's point. really hard to do with the nine-foot swell. But, oh, hey, oh. we got more digs coming up. Long Beach, Twin Harbors, Copala, Smoke Rocks, February 6th through the 12th. Uh, check your race to see what times are open. And then uh, I'm looking forward to March because we are actually going back to some daytime digs. Those are fun. Yes. That's when you get the kids out. We have a blast. And the weather is much nicer and more so, all right, we're going to get into a whole lot tonight here. Very excited to be back in the studio. Running down the show, uh, the recap of the Washington Sportsman Show, Tommy. Hey, what we learned, and thanking everybody for the amazing support. It actually blew our minds. Uh, from the 2nd Legislative District, Representative and friend, J.T. Wilcox, House Bill 2434, Tommy, for 2023-24 session. Uh, what's it all about? Well, JT's here to talk about that. And then part two with Representative Wilcox in the reality of removing the Fish and Wildlife Commission. Is it possible? I guess we'll get into it. Uh, first time to the show, talk to this, <clears throat> excuse me, gentleman in uh, Puyallup at the Washington Show. Randy Newberg, what an outstanding individual, public land hunter, advocate for wildlife conservation and host at the Fresh Tracks podcast and, of course, freshtracks.tv. Washington State, ground zero. Something Mm -hmm. not really of a badge of honor. We'll get into that with Randy. Part two with Randy, of course. Hunting and fishing in Washington, what we need to do. Also, Randy's upcoming seminars down there at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show. Tommy, then we're going to get a little discussion on winter steelhead and, of course, winter blackmouth. What's going on right now and what's to come? Uh, we got some uh, some things to review there. Then we'll close out the show a little bit more on where we're going to be and what's going on as we move our way on through February. Can you believe it's already mid-February? Man, it's going so fast. It's flying by. Yeah. I guess the winter's been so mild in some cases, you just kind of forget that it's truly winter. Right. We've got right. a lot of mid-50 degree days. We have. And no, yeah. I'm not a global warming conspiracy. I mean, it's right. just like it's a it's a weather trend. And not so much be- rain either, you know. Not, well, yeah. I mean, when it shows, it's it's here. Yeah. And then, in, like, this week's been pretty mild. Right. And we'll kind of talk about that later on the show as we talk about river levels and opportunity steelhead fishing. Thanks coming up. So, we're going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. We can kind of do a little recap on the Washington Sportsman Show, what we learned from all of you. And thank you so much for your support. We'll do that when we come back from this break right here at Fish on Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda Premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. 
All right, welcome back here to the show, to England, Tommy Donlin. Nice to be back in studio, my friend. It is, it is, it's, and in one piece. And in one piece. Yeah. It's tough to uh, tough to fit a live show in during the weeks of these shows. I'm going to try mm -hmm. to spool something up as I head down to Portland next week, um, and then you'll be off. You'll you got some stuff going on, but. Mm -hmm. um, Eventually, we'll get back here in studio together and, you know, do what it is we like to do each and every That's week. Right. But I got to tell you, man, that sportsman show, Washington sportsman show, uh, probably one of the better turnouts we've seen in a few years. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we're, we're far beyond COVID. And, you know, last year, people didn't really care anyway. And, right. Um, but we're, we're really kind of getting back. And people are, people are coming up and, you know, they've worked really hard, the Laughlin Group and whatnot, and working with Trey Criscadden and those and, and the, the, the uh, media folks trying to really promote it. And you know, they're doing a pretty good job. And mm -hmm. I think the numbers through the doors daily would, would reflect Would that. reflect that, mm -hmm. yeah. So while I was busy fighting uh, strep throat and sinusitis and <laughs> All those you know, things, being yeah. on my deathbed yeah. um, and not, not able to make it to the Sportsman Show, you were there. So I, I gotta ask, you know, folks were engaging in the content. What, what was a hot topic? What was buzzing? What was going on? Yeah, it's interesting, you know, um, Backing up, you know, starting this show off first year, and you join me year two, and we've been partners mm -hmm. ever since in this uh, in this uh, thing we are doing week in and week out. And, you know, it's a little different of a format we have here at Fish on Northwest with the in-studio presentation. The fact, we go out on the water. You and I love mm -hmm. getting on the water. Yes. Getting out in the woods, and, and we film as much as we can, and we introduce those segments of that outdoor content from here within the studio. Mm -hmm. um, the mindset being we're not just not going to load up our – our YouTube channel with a bunch of videos. We're going to utilize it as content, talking points, teaching points. Yep. That's what we do. Yep. Um, so interestingly enough, and thank you, everybody, showing up mm -hmm. to the booth to talk, converse about the show. We're watching it on the big screen TV I have in the booth. We're showing some of the great stuff we did this last year. We had some epic, epic times, right? Um, but man, the conversation time and time again comes back. And I'm talking like 80, 85% of the conversation, young and old, is... Well, just this, mm -hmm. the conversation, the guests we yep. have on tonight, Representative J.T. Wilcox, Randy Newberg. Right. We're going to have conversations about bills and legislation and what, how that affects us who are passionate about hunting and fishing. Yeah. We talk with Randy about things going on in Washington and what he's seen out there on the periphery uh, amongst other states yep. and how we compare. Um, you and I go in depth covering North of Falcon. Yep. We go in depth covering legislative session. We, we cover, okay, we're rolling through steelhead season. What are we getting? What are we not getting? Right. right? That's what's driving the conversation. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it too, we cover the entire life cycle, right? So it's it's like you can just focus on just the fishing, and we can show all these great videos of catching these fish, right? But but ultimately, that is one of the end results, right? It really starts with the legislation, Correct. right? Yeah. And so we cover that, yeah. and then we cover well, how does how exactly does this work, right? We've got guides come on, we've got charter captains mm -hmm. come on, mm -hmm. talk about how does this work, how does this fishery work, yeah. right? Then we do a bay lob that says here's the gear that you need to do this fish. Yeah. And then we have a video showing how to do the fishery, right? Teaching so it books. covers A to Z. Yeah, the takeaway yeah. there is uh, we not only, you know, preach what we do, but we go out and do what we preach. And we have yeah. one guy says, do you guys ever lose any fish? Because yeah. it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> oh, they, yeah. Just, they just don't make oh, it on video. Yeah. I mean, who else that, that yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, all in all, um, it also reminds me, and I had the conversation with a lot of folks. And, you know, you younger folks, men and women showing up to the booth to talk about these things. Yeah. 20 and 30-somethings, I'm appealing to you. 20 and 30-somethings, that's the, for us, Tommy, that's the recruitment that is right. the um, that is the up and coming generations that re we really need. Like when you and I were, well, way back when I was in my twenties and thirties, mm -hmm. you just mm -hmm. not too far out of that. But mm -hmm. everything wasn't so politicized, right? 
you know, the, the commission, I believe, and, and uh, I, I believe JT would correct us if not, I believe it, it, um, it came to, to, you know, be in 1994. Yeah. I had 20 something, 25 years of fishing without a, without a commission. It's sure. just, we enjoyed the, the bounty in right. the eighties and nineties with, you know, lots of fish, lots of opportunity, lots of right. hatchery fish. Well, and I think, you know, the other thing that people don't realize is that every opportunity we have is, you know, fighting tooth and nail to get that opportunity. Right. Right. And if you don't know that you just assume, Hey, I, you know, I fish for Puget Sound Schnook this, this year, I'm going to do it next year and it's going to be the year after. Right. But you look at fisheries that we've lost, like look at, look at the San Juan Islands, blackmouth fishery that we've completely lost at this point. Right. Yep. So yep. no fishery is free. And it's important that, you know, when you look at data analytics, right. And you look at our demographic that watches this show, mm -hmm. you know, you're predominantly looking at, you know, 35 to 56 year olds. Right. Yeah. But it is so important for that you know, 18, 20 to 35 year old to understand the political environment that we're in, because that is now going to be their fight as well. 100%. I mean, that's not going away. Yep. And if you're passionate, maybe you've been recently introduced to fishing or you've been doing it for a while, 10 years or more. If you're passionate about your fisheries, you, want, you don't understand how the Stillaguamish component hinders us in Puget Sound opportunity. Right. You're not aware of the Hood Canal component that hinders us in Puget Sound opportunity. Right. You're not aware of how much uh, conversations go on between co-management and WDFW, mm -hmm. um, how budget affects what DFW can even lay out on the That's table. Right. So there's so many things behind the scenes that drive, as you mentioned, our or our opportunity, uh, whether we're gonna yep. get that fishery or not. And so our, our job over the next several years is going to be uh, continual recruitment mm -hmm. of the 20 and 30 somethings That's to right. draw them in with our content and educate them and uh, you know, show them to, how, to go out and be successful, but also educate them on the backside, how they need to be involved, how they need to email and phone mm -hmm. call legislators and persons involved with this thing. So, Absolutely. Anyway, all right, jumping out for a quick break. Nice little recap there on what we learned. Uh, don't go anywhere, jumping out for a break. We come back, Representative JT Wilcox. Great conversation ahead with him right after this break, right here at Fish on Northwest. Sportco, an outdoor emporium, is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. This summer, make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors await you. All right, welcome back here in studio, Dwayne England, Tommy Donlin, and welcoming to the show, this time via the Zoom, Tommy wasn't able to make it in, lead session's a little busy. Yep. So from the second legislative district, Representative J.T. Wilcox, how you doing, my friend? Great to see you. Doing great. Uh, glad to be back. I just want to let you know I'm, I'm in kind of an ante room off of the House chamber. We're in session, and uh, if... Uh, someone walks behind me it's not because they're going to assault me it's uh, they just happen to walk into this little conference room you are extremely right. busy this time of year tommy and i completely understand and so the fact you're taking time out this evening to join us uh we can't thank you enough uh Couple things, you know, on the on our radar that have uh, caught our attention, along with many other folks and things you've introduced this session, um, sixty day session. I've been led to believe um, looks like your primary sponsor on no less than about eight bills. Seven of them, if my reading is correct, have something to do with salmon recovery and fish and wildlife. Uh, so credit to you in that regard. 
Uh, and then, of course, you're co-sponsor on a host of other ones that we just don't even have time to touch. But the uh, the ones we're interested in, let's go ahead and start off tonight. I want to kind of delve into Bill House Bill 2434 Fish and Wildlife Commission. This is basically eliminating the Fish and Wildlife Commission in order to redirect efforts towards fishing and hunting culture for tribal and non-tribal persons. Tell us about this bill and why you introduced it. Well, uh, first of all, this is a little bit of a hand grenade thrown out there in the discussion. It's not a, a little adjustment. It's right. uh, it, it's, uh, it's sort of an earthquake in uh, <laughs> fish and wildlife world. Yeah. But uh, it's because we've got a huge problem out here. And uh, we need to have a bigger discussion than we've had before. The uh, Fish and Wildlife Commission was established by a citizens initiative quite a few years ago. And I don't take it lightly that I'm talking about overturning it, but I've talked to some of the people that were involved in the original initiative, and they think that uh, the commission has uh, gone awry and has begun to go totally off the rails in terms of its adherence to the intent of uh, both the initiative and the mission of the Fish and Wildlife uh, Department. And part of the reason is uh, we've got a governor that for the first time in quite a few years has served three terms. So right. Governor Inslee mm -hmm. has appointed uh, all of the commissioners. Uh, and so it, it is really one, one person's design uh, rather than any checks and balances. And uh, it's become very plain that a couple of things are happen happening. First of all, uh, they don't really take seriously their mission to provide opportunities for people that hunted fish. And uh, I'm close to tribes because I understand that if it hadn't been for tribes and the bull decision, none of us would have any uh, fish right now and probably not a lot of game either. So they're important for all of us. And uh, I don't think that the Fish and Game Department understands that their mission is to provide opportunities for people that hunted fish. And then the other thing that I, I think is uh, incredible to me for a group of people that supposedly was vetted by the governor's office, statements uh, have come out over the last few months that make it plain that they have great scorn for their obligation to uh, consult with uh, tribes. And it's as if they don't understand that the Bolt decision is a thing mm -hmm. that is binding on them. And I cannot believe that the governor's office and they would be so careless as to misunderstand that that is one of the major safeguards we have providing opportunities to hunt and fish and that they're bound by the Supreme Court of the United States to pay attention to that. And what has really happened because you've got this appointed body is nobody is really responsible. Uh, they're not elected. Uh, they are not uh, obligated to, uh, uh, you know, really have any public approval. They're only obligated to the governor, but they also provide a lot of cover for the governor. So he can always say, look, these, these decisions are not so great, but they're appointed and, you know, they're empowered to hire the uh the director and also set policy. Um, I don't think it's a great choice to uh, replace them with a direct appointee of the governor and uh, make Fish and Wildlife a uh, cabinet agency. However, if we did that, at least the governor would be directly responsible. I also want to say that in my bill, it says that that would take effect in 2025 when we would have a new governor for reasons that a lot of you can uh, imagine. <laughs> yeah. So mm -hmm. I, nice. I want to start this discussion. I want to make it very plain that the current system isn't working. I'm starting out with the idea that it should be a, 
a, a cabinet agency, but I am a thousand percent open to better ideas. And the whole bill process is designed to allow people to amend when a better idea comes up. And that's why you have hearings and it may very well happen. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we've, we've released the hand grenade and we're going to have a big discussion uh, and uh, we'll carry that on uh, in the near future, but it has certainly put the commission on notice. All right. Hey, JT, let's talk about the process a little bit. So you introduced uh, bill 24, uh, 34 with your co-sponsors. What is it going to take to get this through to fruition? Well, first of all, uh, it was not given a hearing, uh, although I've been told that that uh, the chair of the Ag and Natural Resources Committee, who's a friend of mine, yeah. um, will give it a hearing uh, a little later in the session. And okay. that's what I really want. Okay. Again, I'm not sure that I've got the perfect solution here. I want that hearing. I want people to be able to come in and vent and present their solutions. And uh, what that would do is give us, uh, I think, an opportunity to create new legislation for next year. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think introducing the uh, the hand grenade, as you said, uh, first step is probably uh, more so of an educational process and uh, initiating the conversation, so to speak. So I want to take a uh, take a quick stop right there. When we come back after this quick break, I want to kind of pick it up from there. Uh, through the process and just, you know, having the conversation to make folks aware and start having that that uh, topic bounce back and forth. So don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll jump out for a quick break. More with Representative J.T. Wilcox. We come back after this break right here, Fish on Northwest. You haven't been here, but you know it. You've heard the sounds, smelt the air, and you've seen where your heart lands, if not yet. You haven't been here, but you've longed for a destination near or far, where time spent with loved ones and friends will go into the night and last in memories for a lifetime. You haven't been here, but you're on your way to a place not far. ExploreTheDowls.com. All right, welcome back here in studio, Dwayne England, Tommy Donlin, and guest uh, from the second legislative district, Representative J.T. Wilcox. And uh, J.T., so before the break, we're kind of talking about uh, you introducing uh, this bill, and you know, you uh, basically have already said you, you don't, you know, see it going anywhere. It's nice that maybe later in session, it's actually going to get a hearing. And I kind of left off with that, and the fact that you got to start the conversation at some point. And I think, as you would probably agree, education on a particular topic and the history of, and educating folks as to what it's become. I mean, generating the conversation so folks are truly aware of what's going on and where we're trying to steer it in the future is important. I think you are more, more so going to accomplish that this year. Talk a little bit about the importance of that, bringing it up this first year and kind of what you're, you're hoping to achieve in that regard. Well, the legislature is designed, honestly, to do things slowly. This is a short session, so stuff that isn't already on the rails doesn't really succeed. Yeah. But you plant a seed and you gather allies. And as you can imagine, I'm in the minority. I'm a House Republican. Yep. And... Uh, I need some Democrats to be on board, and I've got a few of those. But we also need uh, a wider uh, uh, audience than, you know, middle-aged chubby white guys like me who live <laughs> on the Nisqually River and right. have a culture of, of fishing. Yeah. Uh, and this is why tribes are important. Uh, mm -hmm. Tribes are hard to ignore because there's something like 20 and 0 in federal court. And uh, there are many tribes that agree with me that uh, the uh, fishing game uh, fish and wildlife 
commission is out of control and the 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 sort of quotes that I gave you or near quotes uh, I think are very offensive to them and so we need to have our allies lined up uh, we're going to have a different governor next year who uh, I think is going to be regardless of who it is is going to start with a fresh set of eyes uh, and uh, whatever we do we want to end up with a result whether whether it's my bill or someone else's bill or a Fish and Wildlife Commission that understands that they don't get to do it just their way. They have to sure. follow the will of the people and the will of the legislature. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point, you know, and I, I think about this all the time when we go through our salmon season setting process. We are so lucky that we have tribes here in Washington state that we can co-manage the fisheries with because they are just such a strong proponent for hatcheries. If we didn't have them, I'm afraid we would just get absolutely crushed. Um, so as we look at this bill, right, and we talk about, you know, maybe it doesn't clear the Senate this year. Um, how does that look going into next year? And what does it really take to get traction on that bill to get it through the Senate? Well, I, I'm in the House, but it has to go through both chambers. Right. And so what we do is we have a coalition next year that probably includes you and your and your listeners. And we get sponsors in both sides. Uh, we uh, are going to have a new legislature next year, mm -hmm. and it's going to have a different partisan balance uh, and maybe even new uh, uh, committee chairs and ranking members. So we get them on board. And I think it's important that what, whatever governor we have understands this is an effort that isn't going to go away. Uh, they're going to have to pay attention to us. And there can be two outcomes. Uh, one is uh, we change the structure um, and all these commissioners lose their jobs. <laughs> uh, or um, we create enough political pressure that they understand that they have to do things differently than they have. And either one of those uh, is a better outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think credit to you for uh, having the foresight to introduce a bill of this magnitude in this session this year, you know, foreshadowing down the road of exactly what you just spoke of, uh, changing of the guard, so to speak, in some positions throughout the House and the uh, Senate, for sure, in uh, different, uh, different persons in seats that uh, oversee uh, committees and, and whatnot. So um, credit to you to, uh, you know, introduce this in a time where obviously it would be very difficult to get something like this on through. But again, generate the conversation, start the education. You're right. We're on board. Uh, you can count on us next session uh, to, you know, help this thing grow legs and, and pull in those, uh, those sponsors, those co-sponsors for you from the other side of the aisle and convince people that we need to redirect where this is going and we need a change uh, in direction with the commission or we're going to really be struggling here in years to come. You're, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm so glad that uh, you understand how this works. Huh. So many people don't. Yeah, 100%. What's the best way, real quick, JT, before we wrap it up here, what's the best way for persons to log in or get on the, uh, get on the le legislative site and track exactly where these bills are in the process? Well, uh, when I get a hearing date, I'll let you know and okay. I'll let some other broadcasters and, and press know. And that will be the time uh, to uh, log in when it hits an agenda. Uh, and also, there, there's a lot of ex-commissioners that are on board with this. Yeah. Uh, even a lot of uh, WDFW staff that Correct. understands we've lost our way, we're going to get better. And I expect those ex-commissioners to express opinions in public. That'll be powerful. Perfect. 
Well, always awesome. appreciate your time, especially when you're so busy. A lot easier to track you down when you're out of session. And uh, uh, by that time, we should probably jump in the boat together and go wet a line. That would be. Hey, a, I'm, a great I'm ready for that. I'm yeah, playing a lot of fishing. It. I'd love to do some with you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I haven't been able to do it in the past. Hey, the invite's always happening, and uh, you know, eventually we're going to get you out there. So no problem. Appreciate your time tonight, Representative Wilcox, and uh, we'll be in touch. Good seeing you all. all Thank right, you. Have a good night. Have a good night. Uh, Representative J.T. Wilcox, Second Legislative District. Uh, he's he's one of the good guys, Tommy, fighting for us. Yep, absolutely. Uh, because he's a very passionate outdoorsman, uh, fisher, and hunter mm -hmm. as well. All right, jumping out for a quick break. Do not go anywhere. We come back all the way from Montana. Randy Newberg joining us this evening, and we got some great talking points with him that you're going to want to hear right after this break right here, Fish on Northwest. Hey, guys, I'm Big Mike. Come on down to the Edge Pro Shop and see me. We've got all the best brands under one roof. We've got Hawkin, Procure, Short Bus, Pro Troll, Yakima Bait, Get em Dry Jigs, Northwest Bait Scent, Daiwa Reels, North Fork Lures, North Wild, Brad's, Superfly, Rocky Mountain Tackle, and of course, the greatest rods ever built, Edge Rods. All right, welcome back here in studio. Great conversation with Representative Wilcox. Absolutely. Tommy. That guy yeah. is just uh, a fantastic individual. I'm so mm -hmm. glad to get him back on the show. But uh, moving on, more discussion to have. You know, Washington State, Tommy, is the only state that's dealing with a lot of the things that we try to cover and speak about. Yeah. And uh, I had the opportunity to sit down with Mr. Randy Newberg down there in Puyallup at the Sportsman Show. And we attempted to video something there, but the audio and just it didn't quite work out. But, man, I tell you what, I walked away from there going – this guy lives in Montana, mm -hmm. but he's on such a national level of understanding. He gets it. Plus, he's talked to a handful right. of folks that are in the trenches here in Washington. So I want to welcome to the first first time to the show here, Mr. Randy Newberg, uh, all the way from Montana. Looking good in with your backdrop, outdoor uh, attire on this evening, and uh, glad you could join us once again. Randy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me. These are really important topics, and... Uh, I'm I'm happy anytime I can talk about them and, and get them out to my audiences or, or other audiences, I can share some of my perspective. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Randy, you're pretty much known uh, throughout the nation and around the world, uh, public land hunter, obviously, huge ab advocate for that. That's kind of where you put your stake in the ground. Uh, wildlife conservation is huge. Uh, you're the host of Fresh Tracks podcast, if folks are looking where to find you, and of course, freshtracks.tv. Um, you and I had some interesting dialogue here uh, this last week that really uh, gave me some hope, believe it or not, uh, as far as, you know, there are really good people out there working uh, in the same, in the same uh, plight as like Tommy and I and a handful of other folks that are so passionate about the outdoors. Um, you're, uh, you, you are out there on, on the speaking front talking about supporting the right to hunt. You've witnessed over the past uh, few years, you know, attack on hunting and fishing, especially more so in some states than others. Um, yep. If I, looking back, you you had spoke with, on your podcast, uh, Fresh Tracks, Chris Hager and Dan Wilson from Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Really opened yep. your eyes, I think, right? Um, yeah. Take away from that, how does yeah. Washington State compare to other states in the country with what's going on here in Washington? Yeah, where it opened my eyes is Chris suggested, he knows I, I follow this stuff and he knows I like to spring bear hunt. He said, you got to go watch this Washington commission meeting. This is going to be really interesting. And I think <laughs> yeah. it was almost two years ago. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. 21, yeah. And 
I, I watched that and your biologist, she gave a presentation that was one of the most impressive bear presentations I've ever seen. Yeah. And then your commission kind of told her, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. And they voted against it. I, it was an eye opener for me that, all right, this view I had of Washington as being a bunch of just fanatic outdoor people fishing and waterfowling and big game hunting. Something is going on there. Yeah. So I really started dialing in. That's when I had the podcast with Chris and Dan. And then I had a podcast with the uh, Conservation Coalition. And then I did a podcast with one of your former commissioners, uh, Dr. Oh. Uh, Chris Thornburn. Yeah, Thornburn. Yeah. That was an eye opener. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, I, even though I have a national audience, a lot of people said, Randy, why are you focusing so much on Washington the last year or two? Well, you guys are ground zero. <laughs> yes. you know, this, even though I live in Montana and a lot of people live, what do they say? Ignorance is bliss. And, you know, we're just hey, happy doing our own thing here. I'm under no false ideas that someday that's landing on my doorstep here in Montana. Right. And right. I want to kill it where I can. That's right. Uh, yeah. Some of these people are moving to your state, Randy. Oh, man. Oh yeah, and I, if I lived in Washington and I was dealing with all this, I'd be looking at Montana, sure. Wyoming, yeah. Idaho, wherever. And, right. Uh, you know, this stuff, wherever hunting and fishing happen, all of us should be concerned. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, I don't think it's healthy if we just get in our own little silos of, well, I live in this state or I live in this part of whatever state. That doesn't really affect me. No. Every bit of this affects you because the same group that is doing what you're seeing in, in Washington has identified Colorado as a very similar mm -hmm. situation. A sympathetic governor mm -hmm. who's going to appoint commissioners that load a commission with people who have a completely different mindset. And there's now going to be a ballot initiative in Colorado. And the same groups are looking at Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico. This is not going away. And I'm trying to raise, I don't want to yell fire too many times, but you guys got a really big fire burning. Oh, we do. Out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, well, and those same people in Colorado are very interested in releasing more wolves as well. So mm -hmm. also something we got to keep an eye on. And, and uh, Randy, so I know you're, you know, at this point, you're well informed of the makeup of our current commission. Um, you know what their agenda is. And yep. you've seen what they've done to our spring bear hunt. Um, you know what they think of our wonderful predators, and in their eyes, really the solution is, hey, there's really no need to have hunting exist anymore um, because we have all these predators that can manage the herd. What is your take on our current state? Well, that mindset is, I mean, that's so far in the world of fantasy. You know, it, if you guys want to go and completely restore your state back to how it was 500 years ago, then maybe you have a balance between predator and prey. Sure. But when you have, I don't know what you guys got, seven, eight million people living there. Approaching eight million, yeah. Yep. The impacts on the landscape, all wildlife, all fish, everything has been pushed to the margins of its historical habitat. Yeah, for sure. So the prey species don't have the ability to respond how they did 500 years ago. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 it makes for an easy sales pitch on their part, but... Anyone who thinks about it for very long knows that this just is, it, it's a fantasy. It, it doesn't work. And then for me, probably the part that frustrates me, I, I grew up in a little logging town of 200 people where food from wild sources, natural food was a huge part of, of our, what we did. 
And this represents a term, the term I've used is urban progressive privilege, mm-hmm. that an urban person, usually a progressive, has so much level of privilege that they can't even understand the food and the other health benefits that people have from these pursuits of fishing, hunting, foraging. And they're going to start with hunting. I mean, anyone think that's where they're stopping? No, no, and right. it, it's a complete disregard right. for people who rely on that for food. Right. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, pe- the people who rely on it the most are usually the people who can least afford to go buy it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And when they do go buy it somewhere else, it's not nearly the quality of food they get on this sustainable system of hunting that has been here for a long, long time. And for people to have that level of privilege to try and force their worldview on others. Mm-hmm. That gets me pretty wound up. Yeah. I don't care what's yes. happening. Well, for good reason. I mean, you know, it's just everything's so accessible. They will be the first people that struggle tremendously when everything comes to a grinding halt and you can't go to the grocery <laughs> store, your debit card doesn't work or whatever, right? So they're going to be the ones that are really hurting. But they just feel like uh, worldly possessions and, of course, the ease of just going to whatever store, whatever quick stop and uh, get their bare essentials that they need for the day is what life is all about. We're going to, uh, we're going to pause here, push it a little longer. We jump out for a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We got uh, round two with Randy Newberg coming up right after this break right here. Fish on Northwest. New days, new beginnings, new friends, new loves, new dreams, new goals, new scenery, new job. No matter what the next chapter holds, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate will be there to help you find the new that's right for your lifestyle at any stage of your life. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Expect better. All right, welcome back here in studio to Wayne England, Tommy Dolan, and uh, continuing round two with uh, Randy Newberg. And uh, so, Randy, I, I have to I have to bring it up. So last year you were here, Washington show, uh, Portland show. You, uh, you, you ate some pizza after a long day without food, got the food poisoning. All this can be captured in your uh, Fresh Tracks weekly podcast, episode 32. If people are uh, curious about what exactly happened to you, crashing through some glass, vomiting violently, and uh, food poisoning and slashing your arm. It's a horrific story. Thank God you're still here, uh, my yeah. friend, because that was, that was something to go through. But uh, what's... Uh, What's the setup this year? Padded room, guardrails, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, assistant, my, my, assistant, twenty four seven. What do they got you lined up with down there in Portland? Yeah, my wife usually doesn't come to these shows, but the Portland show, she said, "I'm going to go there and check your hotel room before you're left." <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't perfect. know if you can see this, but that, that's what's left of it. Uh, oh yeah, oh man. It's, uh, yeah, if you see me packing my lunch, if I'm carrying the world's biggest Snoopy box, it's because I don't want to get food poisoning in gotcha. Portland. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, hey, speaking but, of Portland, Randy, you got some seminars coming up. And uh, there's two of them that I want to ask you about. I'm just going to start with the first one. So, you've got a yeah. seminar, Hunt Elk Every Year, Here's How. Yeah. Now, I, I tell you, I plan my entire year around two elk hunts. My wife knows at this point that it's non-negotiable, so I'm really interested <laughs> in this seminar. What yeah, is this seminar yeah. about? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, I, ever since these big changes started happening in Washington and Oregon in the last four to five years, 
the shows I go to there, everyone's asking me, where can I hunt elk in other states? I want to go hunt in other states because things aren't, aren't what they used to be here. So I walk people through. Here is how you can hunt elk every year in some other state if that's really what you want to do. And if you follow that process, you'll be able to do it. Perfect. Perfect. Now you got another seminar that I'm also interested in. This one's called e-scouting using today's technology to be a better hunter, you know, and then and I'll just say for the obvious reasons, right? Um, I've been looking at your land, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, mm -hmm. a lot more than, than Washington state myself. And obviously there's, um, with all the technology we got these days, there's a lot of data that you can dig through. So what do you cover in this seminar? Yeah, I, I walk people through an example of what I have. I usually have five days to go to a place I've never been to. So I got to figure it out, sort it out, and hopefully pack it out in five days. I do more scouting at home from my computer using digital maps, using what I know, and I walk through the basic needs of elk, the five calendar periods of elk, where the elk are going to be. So people can eliminate 95% of the unit where the elk aren't, Yeah, and they can focus on the 5% of the unit of where the elk are. Excellent, Beautiful. excellent advice. Because, um, you know, it is awful hard and at times expensive to be successful mm -hmm. uh, when you travel to hunt. So. Uh, Fantastic seminars, but there's one also I think a lot of folks are uh, going to gravitate towards. You and I talked about this a little bit. We've been, uh, you and I have been married to our, uh, you know, respective wives for about the same amount of time. Um, marriage 101 for elk hunters. Now, this sounds like some expert advice. For those that may not know, how many years have you been married? Uh, in three days, I'll hit my 35th wedding anniversary. Oh, right congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. So talk a little bit about this seminar. It's geared more towards teaching you know, experienced hunters, maybe who have been married a short time, young hunters who've been married a short time, or even folks that have been hunting for a long time and married for a long time, but every year it kind of becomes a bit of a confliction uh, time of year. You know, is it got a little something for everybody? Yeah, it, it's a, it, it's got a little bit for everybody. And the reason I do it is I get asked a lot of marriage advice. Uh, <laughs> being a CPA for 30 some years, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, get, you got a lot of clients, you, you end right. up being a bit of a marriage counselor there. And then I started telling people, look, I got it figured out. I've been married over 30 years. I hunt 100 days a year and I fish 40 days a year. Who are you going to take marriage advice from? Me or the guy <laughs> down the street with his shingle as a marriage counselor hung out there, but he won't tell you he's been divorced three times. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm taking it from Dr. Well, Phil Newberg. That's yeah, what I'm you know what? Yeah. I'm, so, I'm going to be showing up uh, at your doorstep ready for some marriage <laughs> advice because uh, I, really I have a confession. I have a confession. It's an easy seminar. We, we focus on premarital advice because – you know, there's a lot of things you can do to avoid a problem. And then you got postmarital advice. Yeah. Once you, you know, that, that's a, you, you got a little bit narrow, narrower path to, to operate in there. So, uh, yeah, we, we focus on that and it's only two slides. Uh, so really easy. <laughs> Lots of talking, right? Lots of questions. I'm assuming, right? You know, that's, oh, yeah, my, we, that's we my did, problem. Too many slides? We did it in. In Puyallup last Saturday. Uh, it was the first time we'd done it as a formal seminar. Right. It was packed. I could not believe how many people wanted it. I believe it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Advice. I believe it. What it surprised me even more is how many guys raised their hand in front of 200 people and asked a question with their significant other right there. <laughs> when they asked the question, my first thought was, this guy has no idea how long the ride home is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, classic. Oh, well, I'm sure a lot of folks are looking forward to it. If I can sneak away from the booth and get it, you know, in Portland this uh, go around, I'm going to come in there and, 
and take a take a look at that one because that one's got me intrigued. So uh, never enough time, always too much info to cover with you. So uh, looking forward to seeing you back down in, in Portland again, Randy. And thanks so much for taking some time out uh, tonight. I know you're extremely busy, and this was uh, well worth the wait as far as Tommy and I are concerned. Well, thank you guys. And keep doing what you do. We need more media platforms that are willing to jump into it like you guys have. I, yeah. I just listened to your, your conversation with that representative earlier. That's the kind of media we need in the hunting space. Right. So anytime I can help, please let me know. Absolutely. And we're going to, yeah, we're going to get your boots bloody this summer out on the, uh, the, the back, the back step of a 29 foot Guadalupe on Pacific ocean chasing some albacore. So I know we'll be in touch soon. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a great evening. Randy Newberg, uh, folks, and uh, look him up if you're not familiar. Fresh Tracks Podcast, freshtracks.tv. Jumping out for a quick break. We come back. We'll uh, talk a little salmon and steelhead fishing as we get through the tail end of wintertime here uh, in the Northwest. Don't go anywhere. Quick break. We'll be back right here, Fish in Northwest. The Northwest favorite for almost 40 years. Arima boats are manufactured with pride in Bremerton, Washington. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why Arima boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. Arima can offer every boat with Honda outboard packages so that you can take advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. Call or stop by Arima boats today and let them help you get into your very next boat. All right, welcome back in studio here as we're kind of trying to get through this uh, real quickly, Tommy. There's uh, still some great steelhead opportunity. There and, is. you know, the atmospheric river, I mean, California's getting pummeled. Yeah, they are. And so yeah. the rivers around here absolutely for the last uh, week, 10 days, have been in actually pretty good condition. Mm-hmm. And looking at the uh, river forecast and the weather coming, going to be very, very mild, and the river's mm-hmm. going to be in phenomenal shape. And I'm going to be stuck down in Portland. But if I was fishing, I mean, you still got some pretty – good options here in washington state remember the the skagit sock opened february 3rd yep open through uh april 17th five days a week um that you need to take advantage of if you haven't now some folks were kind of getting on social media saying yeah i'm not you know real really uh, keen on supporting catch and release but right it's an opportunity the numbers are there that's right uh, the mortality rates are low it's an opportunity and we have or lack opportunity. Although yep. you do have the coast, which will remain open for quite some you do. time. You yep. do have Southwest Washington and certain areas in that regard, uh, you can still use bait. Mm-hmm. Calus River is really starting to take off here at this point. We'll fish through April or so, uh, either from the bank or boat yep. as uh, you're going after steelhead. So there is, you know, and of course, Willapaw. You still got Willapaw mm-hmm. option. And there's some, some bait opportunity out there if you think you need to use it. But um, it's not all doom and gloom. Rivers are gonna be in great shape. Yep. I'm telling you, if you got the time and the willingness you might have to travel right. an hour or two or three, make it a one or two day opportunity. Get out there and go chase some steelhead because it's a great yep. time of year to get after them. And our good friend, Captain Jason Takeyoshi, actually took took advantage of that. And oh, he, he was did. out there on the Pacific uh, uh, Olympic Peninsula yeah. this last weekend, did well. Uh, he went steelhead well. fishing. He did, did. Good little catch and him. release action. Oh, fantastic. So, um, yep, dipping his toes into the fresh water. But we also got some um, blackmouth opportunities. We do. We got blackmouth coming we, up, Area 10. Yeah. Um, March 1st this year, right? And so, really, you know, it used to be January 1st and February 1st, but. You know, when you look at it, right, we always close down because of that sublegal encounter, right? So the idea is let's get it into March and let's see if we can avoid those sublegal encounters and kind of spread that season out as long as we can. Mm -hmm. And then the one that I'm really looking forward to is when they open up CQ, right? Um, now that, that opportunity most likely will be in April, 
this more year. More likely than not. Yep. Have you heard anything as far as I can't remember what was discussed last one or two fish limit, or do we know? I just we do, I don't I have think not we even paid yet, attention. But, um, um, but you're right. You know, sublegal encounter rate and those six pound fish can ultimately be upwards of eight pound fish. That's right. But we're targeting them yep. in March versus mm-hmm. January, which yep. and the weather's going to be nicer. You know, it's uh, you have some pretty nice days out there in March mm-hmm. chasing blackmouth. Area 13 is open right now. Yep. Area 13 is open year round. Two pole endorsement. There mm-hmm. are a few fish getting plucked here and there. Mm-hmm. It's almost as equal to a good solid effort day put in after steelhead. You get one. Right. You might go out there and get pop one. a blackmouth. Yeah. That's a successful day. That's right. Area 13, either on the troll or on the jig. Yep. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to bring you guys a whole lot of that. We got bait laps coming up, both in regards to this latter portion season opportunity for steelhead. And we got some great bait labs coming up to get you ready for blackmouth in all the areas we just spoke of. All right, jump out for a quick break. We come back, we'll close out the show. All right, let's do it. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. All right, welcome back here in the studio as we wind it down. So we continue, man, through the week. I'm going to be at the boat show tomorrow. Are you there tomorrow through the weekend? I am there tomorrow. I am not there. I I embark on an adventure on Saturday, so I will not be at the boat show. Okay, I'll be up there mostly hanging out in the Ray Marine booth with Surtick and the boys. There you go. I think uh, Mark Coleman's up there. Yes. the, uh, the Viking. If you haven't met the Viking, the Viking's coming with me. Is he so, going to be there? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm actually driving up to this place. We're taking the ferry across. I don't want to cool. park my truck in Seattle. Yeah, make sure you keep that guy in check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to chug him. Uh, so, yeah, Seattle Belt Show through the weekend. And then uh, Monday or Tuesday, depending on how the trailer load goes, mm-hmm. heading down to just outside of Portland. That's right. Everybody says Portland is closer to Vancouver, but yeah. it's just the other side of the river at the Portland Expo Hall. Um the show starts February 14th, as we've said in Express. No better mm-hmm. place to bring your significant other. That's right, for Valentine's Day. Than to the Sportsman Show. Yes. And make sure you attend my bait carrying seminar, 4 p.m. in the afternoon on the 14th, day one. Uh, 4 p.m. bait carrying seminar. I believe it's in the Blue Theater. Uh, had a great attendance at the last one. Lots of information covered. People seem to enjoy it. And, of course, come visit us, me and Ching, at uh, booth 251. Get your F. H and merch, all the swag and stuff we have, and we'll have jingling jigs there selling a ton of them, and of course his uh, logo items as well. All right, that is a wrap. We got to get out of here. It's going to do it for us this week here, Fish Hunt Northwest. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. We'll see you guys soon when we get back. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish Hunt Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show. On our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel, every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time, you'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and, of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week 
here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.